Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey y'all, I want to spend a little time talking today about what highly sensitive children need from you. There's so much talk out there about what doesn't work for sensitive kids, right? Like we know traditional parenting strategies like punishments and rewards don't really work that well for kids that are more sensitive. It causes them to either blow up (laughs) or to shut down. And neither of those things are what we want for our kids. So what do they need from us? In a nutshell, the most important thing they need from us is connection. But I want to get a little bit more specific with you today. Having connected, calm, enjoyable one-on-one time with you is important, sure. But connection extends into the challenging times as well. When your highly sensitive child is experiencing big emotions, they need you to listen attentively and supportively and to wait to problem solve until they actually ask you to. They also need your support in processing their emotions. So they need you to create the space for them to actually feel their emotions. Their emotions have to be okay, and you have to be able to be okay with their emotions. They need to know that you can handle it, that their emotions are not so big that they're going to send you over the edge. When you take the time to sit with them, to hold space for them, that means just being with them and doing the work that you need to do to keep yourself calm. So you're regulating your breathing, you're regulating your emotional response. That actually strengthens the connection with your child. And it helps them learn the skills that they need to be able to regulate themselves in the future, right? So if you're doing the work to regulate yourself, even if you're not stating it out loud or outlining exactly step-by-step what needs to be done to regulate yourself, they tune into that and they tune into things like the rhythm of your breath, your heartbeat. If you're regulating yourself, they can then use your regulated breath, your regulated heartbeat to regulate their own and they start to build those skills for themselves. It's really powerful stuff. And this means that they actually need a lot less action from you than you may have been led to believe. They don't need all the words. They don't need all the directions to get themselves back on track. They just need a safe space 
a safe container created by someone who is doing the work of regulating themselves. Got it? So they need you to listen attentively and supportively to wait to problem solve until they ask you to. They need support processing their emotions. They also need support identifying their emotions. That can be as simple as saying, wow, you're yelling at me right now. It seems like you're really frustrated or angry. I'm going to take a deep breath so that I don't end up yelling back because I want to do what I can to help you with this. Helping them identify their emotions can be very simple. They also need to know that it's okay to feel overwhelmed sometimes. As a highly sensitive person, they are going to feel overwhelmed from time to time. And they need support making a plan for situations that they know will be overwhelming. The more you can help them identify what situations that they're heading into might be overwhelming, the more you can help them anticipate what they can expect from different situations and make a plan for how they're going to handle it, the more they're going to build up that skill and be able to do it for themselves in the future, which is really what we want. All of these pieces, we want to be supporting them and building the skills they need to be able to go interact with the world independent of us and maybe actually enjoy their experiences, right? So if they're going to a birthday party and it might be loud or they're going to a concert, helping them recognize if they're sensitive to sound, that it is going to be an issue and that they might want to bring earplugs or noise-canceling headphones. They need support figuring out how to create accommodations for themselves so they can enjoy being out and about in a world that wasn't built for people who are more sensitive. And in that same vein, if your child is highly sensitive, they also need you to accept their sensitivity, to accept and accommodate it in the sense of understanding that if they're sensitive to how their clothes fit, for example, and you ask them to wear something that's uncomfortable to school, that is going to put them closer to the edge, closer to being overstimulated. You're sending them into an environment that is very stimulating with a disadvantage from the outset. It can be like, like you're putting them one step closer to the straw that broke the camel's back, right? So while society may tell you that they need to toughen up and they just need to get used to things that are uncomfortable for them, it benefits them more for you to accept their sensitivities and accommodate them so that they can then go out into a world that is more stimulating than they'd like and be able to navigate without having to deal with 
the extra input. Okay, I'm not saying don't offer them the option of trying clothes that they may have rejected in the past. Continue to do that, but just know that you don't need to force it. And when you actually take that force away and you like you allow them to dress in a way that suits their sensitivities, you're giving them support that they need to be able to navigate situations that might otherwise be too intense for them. Okay? If your child is highly sensitive, they're going to need more time than other kids because they're deep processors and deep thinkers. They're going to need more time for transitions. They're going to need more time in between activities. They're going to need more time to unwind at the end of the day. And they're going to need more time to talk at bedtime, probably. If you can create space before bedtime for them to process their day verbally, that's a huge bonus, right? They're also going to probably need more time finding their people. Highly sensitive kids sometimes have a hard time with friendships because they're looking for other people who process things deeply, who think through things, who see the world in a similar way. They want that quality of relationship. And not all kids are up for that. So you have to give them time and they may need extra support. They may need your help finding their people because they probably aren't going to go out and make friends at the playground, right? They need your support in figuring out what sort of activities they enjoy doing. They're going to need your support getting involved with those activities. And once they are, that's probably where they're going to connect best with other kids. That's probably how they're going to find their people. Okay, so if I were just going to reiterate in a few words the takeaways from this episode, highly sensitive kids need connection with you. They need support processing their emotions. They need you to be an attentive receptive listener. They need to know that it's okay to feel overwhelmed sometimes, and they need support making a plan for situations that they know are going to be overwhelming. They need acceptance and accommodation of their sensitivities. They need extra time, and they need help finding their people. And listen, I know this can feel like a lot, especially if you don't know exactly what your child is going to respond to, what they're going to be sensitive to, where they're going to struggle when they go out into the world. It can feel like playing chess with a very unpredictable opponent. <laughs> and that is why I've created my group program, Intentional Legacy Creators, I would love to invite you to join us. Doors open June 6th. But you can go ahead and get on the schedule for a consultation now. Just go to my website, partneredpath.com, click on coaching, 
and schedule your call, it'll make the application process that much smoother if I know you and you know me and we can get off to a really solid running start when the program opens up in June. Okay, I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll catch you in the next episode. Are you fired up to make change in your family? Ready to change course and stick to it? You're going to want to get on my email list. It's like a direct line to my brain sent straight to you every week. It's helped my clients start making changes before they even get on a call with me. Sign up and get any of my free resources. Link in the show notes.